Greetings, friends. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here for a brief introduction before today's very special episode. Guys, it's official. Your friends here at the Film Alchemist are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Guys, it's the best way to help the show. It's the best way to help us give you the show that you want and deserve. For as little as a dollar a month, you guys can join our community, see what we're up to, meet some of our awesome uh, friends inside the community. Also, as you begin to climb the Highlander tier ranking system, you get to actually select the movies that you want to hear as part of our patron-exclusive library. So guys, again, it means the world to us for those of you who help us out. It also is going to mean the world to us for those of you who are about to. So we'd like to thank both of you right now make sure you go to youtube subscribe to our channel film alchemist you can see video versions of most of our podcasts there along with other cool projects we're working up uh all the time over there it's a lot of fun you can email the show film at gmail.com or find us on all the social media you're on we're very easy to get a hold of and we love hearing from you guys also make sure you leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show that helps us defeat the algorithmic overlords and find more friends to bring into the uh, Film Alchemist podcast party. Again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. All right, enough of that business talk. Let's go back to the beginning. When Alex and I were but babes in the podcast wilderness, uh, one of the first movies we did not as a live commentary watch along was Alien vs. Predator, AVP. That's right. This was a movie that a lot of us had been very excited about, right? Not since Universal had we dreamed to see our monsters come together as such. We had Freddy vs. Jason. We had AVP. This was a time of franchises colliding, right? Let's give birth to these franchises again via collision. Um, I think AVP is a lot more crash and burn than it flies high. It was, <laughs> it was one of those that... There's a lot of good ideas in there that just kind of got washed aside by some stuff that wasn't so great. But as you hear Alex and I talk, we actually found some hope that someday we're going to get, we're still uh, able to get great Alien and Predator and Alien versus Predator movies. And actually, if you listen closely near the end, I believe you can hear the first time we had begun to mention alchemy, right? The, the seedlings of the now Film Alchemist podcast, Film Alchemist Pod at Patreon, or dot Patreon.com, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Pod. that's what I'm looking for, all right, guys, so again, AVP holds a special place in my heart, it found me right at that time where I was loving movies like this, I do think there is plenty to love in this uh, kind of warted xenomorph helmet, uh, so without further ado, enjoy Alien. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Long Box Sessions. I'm your host, Alex Dandino. And I'm Josh Griffey. As always, you can catch us on all of the Insta, Twitter, Gram things that we have going right now. We're everywhere. Uh, rate, review our show. We love talking to you. We need your help. Let everyone else know you like listening to us talk. Yeah, guys. Ratings and reviews on whatever podcast directory you find us, that's the biggest thing you can do to help besides sharing with a friend. 
You're listening to the show now. Let's say you're jogging, right? You're jogging. Grab that fucking fat middle-aged dad next to you, put him in a headlock, and give him one of your earbuds. It'll be like a meat cute. And then he'll say, and my we'll name's Josh Griffey. Like, I'm the host. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Josh Griffey would never be jogging. <laughs> Nor would I be headlocked. <laughs> Anywho, guys, <laughs> just find anyone, share the show, rate, review. Um, again, we're on the Audio Rope Podcast Network. You guys have been hearing some of the advertisements in some of our shows. Uh, check them out. I think that's all the housekeeping we got. I think that's it. That's it. Uh, coming up this episode, we got a brand new long box and chill. Yeah. We watched, and it is, it is technically based on a comic book series, 1991. I looked this up. We watched the feminist icon film of the 2000s, <laughs> Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, you're you're really taking a leap. Much like many characters in the movie, you're taking <laughs> an unnaturally long and stupid leap over a chasm. I, but you have an argument. I do. And honestly, look, I... I All right, so Alien vs. Predator, right? This was the first time we saw the two big bads on the screen. Yeah. At this point, we had had three aliens or had they done resurrection yet? they'd done resurrection so four alien movies two predators mm -hmm. this is the first time they combine i believe they had been together in comics already obviously 1991 i think there was even uh, a video game that had like brief crossover i think so too at the end of predator 2 we see a xenomorph head mm -hmm. a skeleton in the ship of uh uh the aliens right or the predators but weirdly enough, the skull does not match the skull we'll see in this movie. But so this had been coming for a long time. This was like one of those kind of fan hard on things. Right. Um, we all wanted this movie a lot. Don't know that it's the movie we wanted because this is the thing, too. This is what we walked away from. It's not truly like a bad movie. No, it it's, has... it's the total and full embrace, like the balls deep fucking yeah hug of mediocrity i think that's what that's what's interesting about it like this is it's directed by directed and written by paul ws anderson who if you aren't familiar with his body of work most well known as the guy who did all of the resident evil movies yes he's um married to me and Jovovich, event horizon did event horizon one of our one all of my favorite favorites movies. yeah but that's probably his best movie and even that's a little schlocky Mm -hmm. the these movies like he does not do if if you were going to step up from you a bowl doing the uh, like video game like alone in the dark <laughs> like doing video game movies paul ws anderson's the step up with a little extra artistry and way less uh way, way less uh, he makes a good time. clean finished project i think he suffers with relating to humans which is why i think he does a lot of <laughs> monsters and aliens <laughs> I think I think he doesn't understand how humans operate in life. There's a lot of that. I'll give you that. There's a lot of uh, really. That's the person making that decision there, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Um, yeah. First time, 2004. First time these guys are on screen together. I have watched this movie a lot because I do think it's really. I I remember thinking it's very entertaining. This time when we watched it though, I don't know if it's the weather or what's going on. <laughs> I honestly did not nearly as enjoy it nearly as much as I normally do. No, it's it's the kind of movie. It reminds me of like binging a Netflix TV show mm. where really what you're doing is every five minutes you're reaching for your cell phone. Yes. You're just happy to have something on in the background. But really, you're just like now you're surfing the web. If I hadn't been taking notes during the movie, I probably would have just stopped paying attention altogether. Yeah. Well, OK, so the movie gets going, right? You know, it's got the great Lance Hendrickson. It's got some some actors that are okay. Pumpkinhead? Yeah, right. Um, 
it just starts off unusually, right? It does. Like, I mean, honestly, so the, the, it starts the, off slow. How? I mean, the first like twenty to thirty minutes of this, I think it's almost thirty to thirty-five minutes in before all the alien shit starts kicking off. And this is not a long movie. No, it's technically, and I looked this up, so it's a hundred minutes on HBO now. Apparently that doesn't that counts the twelve minutes of credits. So this movie's actually eighty nine <laughs> minutes long. This yeah. falls under the ninety minute mark we give most. So movies. to wait almost half before any cool alien stuff happens, yeah, is a lot. So with this movie, and it's weird because this movie kind of fails on, like something both Predator and Alien, even Aliens, did really well. Hell, even Predator two, even the Prison Aliens, Aliens three, these movies always did a great job of giving us an interesting motley crew right yeah. a lot of times we don't go deep into them like when we see predator one we don't go deep into who jesse the body ventura is a guy says two things like that you know everything about him and he's dipping and he's in yeah. the marines and has the biggest gun you're like i get that guy right immediately there's the cool fucking native american you know who can like scope out everything like you know he's a little more introspective you know like, you get these characters really fucking fast, right? You get the Dylan's like a traitorous fucking paper pusher. Right. And Alien does maybe an even better job with kind of like this motley fucking space trucker crew, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... So real briefly, you get a lot of fucking character and story. What this movie decides to do is it gives you characters, and then they just fucking monologue. Yeah. Like... When my mom was a, or when I was a boy, and my mom used to say a moon that big was a hunter's moon, blah blah. And it's like, what the fuck are you right. talking? Like you never monologue to people you just meet. <laughs> I think you just, I think you hit the nail on the head about what the first thirty-five minutes is, which is pure exposition. However, I don't understand what or what, why it could be espousing the things it's like. The things that it espouses are completely inconsequential once like that thirty-five minute mark hits, and we start like actually seeing predators and aliens and shit. Like that opening, all of it is just so wildly meaningless leading into like, <laughs> like you really are looking at your clock, like, going, man, when is the cool shit going to start happening? Well, it's, it's weird stuff, right? So it's like, uh, the main character lady, we see her, what's she doing? She's just climbing a mountain. Sinai Lathan. No reason. She's just out there climbing a mountain, but has her cell phone mm -hmm. and like answers her cell phone in the middle of like a dangerous climbing moment. Yeah. And then a helicopter disappears. It's like, come with me. Which, by the way. And she even says, like, what? Is he suing me again? But yet she's, like, still just willing to go work for him very easily. Then we see these two guys that are digging up what I presume is a scam. A scam archaeology site. Because they pull the stone back. Like, it's a big reveal. Yeah. And there's a bottle cap in it. So that lets you know it's a fake, right? Still or someone... But then that's not even mentioned. He wears the bottle cap the rest of the movie. You find out later there are they are literally, by the way, the worst archaeologists in the history of the world. Yes. But this is what I mean, right? So then they get them. So it's like the things they're telling us, I'm like, am I supposed to take that he's a bad guy or that he's a guy who's trying really hard so he takes every job? Like, what is that telling me? Why yeah. does that why is that a story moment I need, right? Is he just lusting for a real find? And if that's it, you're like, that's like a really long way to go, right? Because right? everyone who does that job would want to find this temple, right? Sure. And then the other guy is just a guy who's like, I have kids. That's his whole thing. He's like... A, you mean the dude from Train Spotting? Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'll dig up dirt samples. Oh, P.S., I have kids and I take pictures for my kids. Right. You're like, that's not a character. Almost every person your age on Earth has a kid. Right. Like, that's not story, right? So, and so then we go to the great scene where we pool them all together. Right. 
And Lance Hendrickson does like the weirdest like Donald Trump entrance. Don't forget, it's literally the exact same opening as from uh, Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah. Like, literally, it's the same like hangar bay, like the whole well, fucking thing. I love they set up this giant TV, right? And everyone's looking at like this giant projector screen, and then Lance Hendrickson he comes stomp, up from behind, stomp, and everyone like turns around. He's up on this like metal catwalk with like uh, an infomercial salesman yeah, headphones he doing and so then everyone in the chairs is like the rest of the scene you can see people like do i look at the projector or like <laughs> i turn around and uncomfortably look at lance hendrickson which i think is like an a power move he's pulling on them well, so it's supposed that to be this like super a fun, badass moment well here's the thing like lance hendrickson is notorious for like weird character stuff yeah. like i remember uh reading a thing i was sent by a buddy right i was reading about him on Pumpkinhead, right and he was like carrying around odd coins, like strange amounts of currency, right? Because he right. thought this man would pay in coins. Like, he went and lived in a small town for a long time to try to get in the headspace. Like, he's a he makes weird character decisions, right? Yeah. Actually, I heard that on my buddy's show, Junk Food Cinema. Great fucking show. You guys should go listen to that, too. Um, but, yeah, so through them, I went and just was reading about Lance Hendrickson. He's, like, one of these weird kind of, like, method guys okay. that you don't get method from him because he seems like an everyman. Mm-hmm. He's a very strange character. So I was like, that seems like one of those Lance Hendrickson's like, no, I speech from up there. Like, that's where this guy. <laughs> but it's just, it's such a strange scene because you're like, it's a weird. So like the blocking's very strange. All the camera angles become strange because it's one of those. You're like, what is this adding to the yeah. scene? I, I think- and then like he starts monologuing and everyone just like interrupts him. Yeah. And I'd be like, bitch, I'm a billionaire who paid for you. Sit down, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like stop monologuing before you have information. I think the thing that I'm always, the thing that I'm always amazed with, with this movie. And what I really noticed this time is they spend so much of that, like first 35 minutes trying to science explain the shit out of why they're going into the uh, Arctic. Like I've never sat through, especially Paul W.S. Anderson movies where they want to explain to you the reason they're there. Which they do a terrible job of, by the way. Like, Lance Hendrickson never tells them why they're there until literally they get down there. Other than, like, a heat signature. Well, what it comes down to, it. right, is his his satellite, which we have no idea why he has a satellite and what it does. They're like, oh, and then it bounces to a room of nerds, right, who are wearing, like, mom jeans. Right. And it's like, hey, we found a heat signature. And it looks exactly like a temple. Yeah. And for some reason, that's enough to uproot his whole life, right? Yeah. So, but I they- don't understand. For some reason, you're like, what's there that you want? Yeah. And then he says something about, this is how I'll be remembered. And it's like, let me tell you the truth. I can't name you one person that's ever found a pyramid or like an old statue. Like, who dug up the first dinosaur bone? Fuck if I know. Like, no one knows those people. You know what we'll know him from? Because he's a fucking billionaire. Everyone wants to be a billionaire. (laughs) So it's like one of these weird, they don't even have a, there's no good impetus for anything in this movie. And that gets back to, to spend that much time on the characters and not give us anything that lets us... There's not one character you latch onto or is relatable in their Even journey. Even Sinai Lathan is just like, yeah. she's just there. and But that's like... What's interesting but about here, that? Okay, though? here's the weird thing with her, though, right? She's there, she says no, and then she decides to stay, right? To save people. And then the next thing we know is that she essentially helps murder her father. Her father breaks his leg, continues up a mountain. They drink champagne. Not in the movie. And on the way down, he dies of a blood clot. Right. Did you learn nothing from your fucking shitty decision? (laughs) Like, you're taking these people into an area where you know they'll probably just die. 
And that's before the alien monster right. show up. By the way, so they like, explain you to you. are a bad guide. She's a bad safety the guide. Fucking, the, <laughs> the fucking temple is like 2,000 feet below surface. Like, okay, so we're in the Arctic, and we're going to go deeper yeah. into the cold. Yeah. I. She's, yes. But here's why I think Sinai Lathan is a dutiful hero in this story. A. She's definitely a badass. No, no. She, and I'm not even saying she. Uh, she's obviously a badass. I'm not even getting into that. She sees the danger and decides, okay, I can't be all like, I'm in this for myself. Yes, my father died. Yes, I basically contributed to his death. But <laughs> I have to see things through. Like, I have to be the person who helps these people because they can't help themselves. Like, that's an amazing thing, too, is like, Everyone has these, everyone has like arbitrary, stupid jobs. Like the there's a mechanical engineer. Why? I'll never know. They're a fucking, ar- there's all they need. For the really, drills. All they oh, wait, need, is he with the drill team? No, he's not. Okay. No, just the, <laughs> it's just the Iceland coach from Mighty Ducks 2 that's with the drill team. Right, right. <laughs> so he, like the mechanical engineer, no reason for him to be there. Archaeologist, sure. Drill team, sure. And then uh, Lance Hendrickson and company, like obviously they're there because eventually they're going to start shooting people and that's how it goes. Sanai Lathan's character, she is known as the guide in the movie. That means she's a fucking survivalist. That means in this movie, the lead character is a black woman whose profession is surviving. Name me a better metaphor going into an alien versus predator movie than a fucking black woman being the survivor of the group. Like that's some, that's some heavy shit Paul Anderson's thrown on you. It's no, it's one of those cool kind of casting decisions he made right because like obviously it's like why don't you guys dust off like stallone for that movie or something right apparently like it's a cool casting and sure there's other opportunities i mean what's weird is they've laid heavy on the alien and less on the predator in this one like this will get to a bigger problem i want to bring up later sure to me that it's just it's one of those they set up all these kind of arbitrary things right and then once it kicks off it's kind of this nonstop snowball of nonsense, and that kind of bugs me, right? Like, you show up to a site, and someone's, d- like, lasered a giant hole. Right. And not one point do they think... Maybe we shouldn't do this. Someone's down there. Yeah. Someone's down there for sure. Like, what's their plan? They're going to go down there and murder them and take the dig site? or But that's not even... Let's get to, like, one of the biggest... Like, here's a, Are you a talk prime about- example of the movie being not good, right? Oh, uh, the whaling station in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, of course. Not even... <laughs> That's just nonsensical set piece, right? <laughs> like a whaling station where there's 2,000 feet of ice for some reason. Uh, to me, it's the temple moving. Ah, uh, yes. So this is a temple that's set up. We learn later in a pretty cool scene, right? That Great. The predators came here long ago, and they use us as cattle, right? So they breed aliens in us in a sacrifice. So they breed seven aliens, essentially. They don't really explain how they get to be like tons more. We don't learn all the backstory. right? And then they fight them, right? Basically, and uh, if hunter they, supremacy thing. Right. Sorry. And if they uh, lose, they blow up everything. That's how, like, the Aztecs disappear right. or whatever. Fine. Cool story. Down for that. Absolutely. Why the fuck does the temple have to move? Why not have, like, a battle arena? So, like, the temple moving, liter- <laughs> it's the most literal example of plot device I've ever seen. It's yes. only something to separate characters arbitrarily right. so that they can then have a moment where something action-y or scary happens. Right. And to me, it's you didn't even try to hide it. You literally just wrote in the worst thing about the movie. 
<laughs> so like that that choice on its well, own. I guess what it does is like. I mean, that's the thing. Like this is what you're saying though, right? It gets so far away from the alien versus predator. Mm-hmm. The char- the human characters aren't interesting. Right. They set up a really interesting backstory between the predators and the aliens, and then they just kind of are there. Yeah. They're We're, almost as arbitrary as the moving temple. Well, for some reason. Again, I think the yeah, if you focused more on the Predator story, that would be much more interesting. Yeah. But we're focused so heavily on, again, I like Sinai Lathan in this movie, but we're focused so heavy on her and the other guys trying to survive this whole thing mm-hmm. that we're not getting to see any of the really cool shit like a Predator taking out an alien, like really good like take on stuff. And granted, look, there is some scenery and there is some cool stuff going on there. The sets are gorgeous. The sets are in this great. Movie. But yeah, I agree. Like, and even like what it is is it's it's the plot device focus uh, functions twofold, where you have the rooms changing and then you also have a timer on it, so it's every ten minutes. Right. <laughs> like the French guy's like, "Oh my god!" Because I know how to make croissants, I know that it changes every ten minutes. <laughs> like, got it. Okay, cool. Like that's well, that's really like arbitrarily what it is. So that you can essentially change the set every 10 minutes and give yourself an opportunity to like, you know, it gets a guy alone in a hole so that an alien can eat him. Right. Like that kind of shit. You constantly. get like a couple of weird, you know, you get a couple of those little like, oh, my God, I'm going to get crushed. And then you're saved. That yeah. kind of stuff. But really, <laughs> that's what those things are built for. And that's what it, but they don't add anything. Right. No. Like you go back and watch Predator and it's we must just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's Hunter hunted. Yeah. Right. And then you get to alien it's very much the same about we just have to survive period yeah. alien this survival this is almost just like a rolling the dice seeing who's in the same room together and yeah. something happens there doesn't feel like an impetus there's not a clear goal right there is they obviously want to escape but it becomes so muddied other than by kind to- of the the silliness of it well like they don't give any real reason for the hunters for the predators to return other than, like, they come every hundred years, so they've been there. But here's the weird thing, right? So, they did they come every hundred years? And when they come every hundred years, they only initiate three predators? Yeah. But then at the end on the ship, we see, like, there are, like, five to six other predator dudes. I don't know. So how... I mean, it just... It brings up all of these insanely odd questions to so, me. obviously, this movie is a little schlocky, a little bad. Right, and that's the thing. You can let a lot of that go, right? Like, sure. The basic movie predator has questions like that right right alien is a lot cleaner to me but it i mean you could ask questions still right this so i let some of the schlock go right but what i what to me is insane is that they they just fucking missed on the predators and the aliens right so one of the first things we see in the temple is the queen waking up right and you're just like Oh my god, it's so badass. Yeah, it's awesome. When they're pulling her out and unthong her, she's like, Wah! and it's this giant fucking beautiful creature. And then she starts pooping out eggs. Yeah, beautiful mechanics. They're, you know, shitting out eggs. It's amazing. And then we see some predators and they look super cool, right? The the camo attack scene you get These in every ones are movie. Like heavy roided too. Like, yeah, they look I've super never seen roided. This yoke. Well, it's like they came down the in predator. the 80s and they're like, fuck, they got Arnold's down there. <laughs> like, we gotta step our game up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, you know, it's just you get the hanging people up by their feet, which, yeah. you know, cool. We never get a spine rip, which is a big bummer. Apparently, but this like, is also between the, the sets two and stuff are really cool. The only one that's rated PG-13. Which yeah, sucks. It's a bummer. But so that's what I mean, right? Like we get all of this cool buildup, right? And then what happens? The first time the Predators and the Aliens meet, we've already seen awesome face hugger scene. We've seen um, 
a xenomorph just kills one of the predators immediately. Like, no contest, yeah. no fighting at all. And then him and the other guy have kind of a bad CG fight. And then he kills that motherfucker, too, immediately. Right. So now we're already down to one of our three predators. And you've told me that the predators are essentially huge pussies. Yes. Because this thing, xenomorphs work because they're the ultimate predator, but they're also a horde. Yeah. It's a swarm of monsters, it's right? It's the unstoppable horde. Yeah, in Alien, it's not so much, right? Because it's non-warriors versus one thing, right. right? Aliens and the rest of them function on this. It's like a spreading epidemic. You know, oh, there's so many of them, and you can kill one, but they're semi-indestructible, whatever. So to me, the way you would want to present this fight, right, is how you present something like Thor fighting the, you know, Shatari mm -hmm. in Avengers, right? Like, one predator should be able to fucking beat the shit out of a ton of aliens. Because, one, this is a ritual they've been training for, presumably, their whole lives. Every predator should know how to fight. Like, when he stabs that one alien, right, and his claws melt, why the fuck do you not have claws right. that are alien bloodproof? Like, you've been doing this, and they even, like, when he drips the drip, right, yeah. on the alien skull, they know that that can coat their but shit. Maybe like, that's what the fuck? Part, but that might be part of the ritual itself is like you go down with just what we have. Like we're not making you invincible predators. But see, this is I, I don't know that I accept that because then why give them the guns that don't aim? Well, see, and here's the other thing about that though. And this is the thing that I noticed this time when I was watching it is I so the guns obviously are like essentially the guns are this like Deus Ex Machina plot point where right. The people take the guns because they're like, oh, cool, take them to the surface, whatever. Yeah. You find out that basically these – the predators are pussies mainly because they rely so heavily on their guns <laughs> that they're so fucking terrible Dude. at hunting aliens. Yeah. No, this is the thing, right? I noticed this when I was watching Predator 2. I actually did a long Twitter thread on it. Right. The Predator is the most overhyped monster in a movie ever. Right. All we know about the Predator is that they are enormous fucking pussies. Right. Okay, so they come down to a lesser civilization – they fucking hunt human beings in full camo to where we can't see them, and they shoot us with a gun they don't even have to aim or shank us right. with claws when they're invisible. And then if we manage to beat them, they just blow up everything. They're like, I'm taking my fucking my skull way, ball and going home. The cloaking device that they have available to them has amazing length to it. Like, they're cloaking their, like, garrote wires, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I was impressed. It's dope. I mean, it's incredible. But that's what I mean. It makes you a huge pussy. But, yeah, they rely too much on gadgets. Worse than Batman. Like, if you watch the movie Gladiator, right? Yeah. And Maximus could just go invisible and he shanked the Emperor. That's not very cool. No. Like, that's not a very cool movie. Okay. <laughs> so, I think the Predator always has had a problem being a little bit of a puss. Right. Because with all these advantages, he the only time we've seen him, he still lost to Arnold and Danny Glover. A fucking detective True. in L.A. just took him out. Like, Arnold's like a special forces like right. specimen. Danny Glover whooped the shit out of him in hand-to-hand -hand combat and killed him with his own weapon. I mean... Fine. So... This movie gets even more to the core of that. You can't have... To me, it's like the equivalent of having Wolfman versus Frankenstein. In the very first scene, Frankenstein rips the Wolfman's arm off. Right. And he's like, ah! And he runs away. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not a good fight anymore. <laughs> I want to talk about... <laughs> The last, the last third of this movie is really, like, where it gets to that, like, action level you kind of expected the whole movie. Like, that's kind of where I, that's where I, like, kind of perk up and start getting entertained. And it happens when Sinai Lathan kills that, kills the alien, and the Predator, mm -hmm. like, brands her, essentially. Yeah. So, I And was, see, you thought that was a really cool, like, I you do. think that could have been the 
the like, carrying thing in the movie. Oh, I totally think that. I mean, yeah. like to me, that's what because that's what the predator respects. Like if a predator get the predator gets iced by fucking Arnold, he's like, well, I mean, all the other predators are like, don't fuck with that guy again. Like he's a warrior. <laughs> we got to go to the gym, Danny. Glo- <laughs> Danny Glover, don't fuck with that guy again. He's he's a warrior. Like that's the kind of thing that I like about it is the warrior culture that extends through the predator line is really interesting to me. Yes. So I think for Scar, as we find out, he's called. Yeah. Weird names for these predators. I believe it all comes from the prop shop that yeah. made them. <laughs> Either way, so Scar essentially brands Sinai Lathan and says, "You're a fucking warrior because you killed that alien." Here's an alien head. And here's a spear made up of the alien tail, which is awesome. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm like, there's a reason to watch the movie is like now they have to tag team. And you got, you know, you got human, human survivalist woman and a predator. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely something new we hadn't seen. Right. right. And that's the part that I'm like, cool, here we go. Yeah. And then they made her like the cosplay weapons. Right. Like a xenomorph head shield and like the stick that to me, that's a moment where. They felt like they were kind of embracing what is fun about it. Sure. But then we get into, like, these fucking horrendous, like, bad action moments, right? Like, the explosion as they ride up really fast on the sled up the hill wow. and weird explosions. and Yeah, the sled up just, the hill thing was like, that is not safe. It's strange, right? No one would ever do that. This movie does something super well. And then it just... Does it? I mean, it does. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, the sets are beautiful. The face huggers were done really well in this. Sure. Used to good effect. The queen is outstanding. I loved when the aliens decide to murder one of their own to melt the shackles off the queen, right? Like, that's a very alien thing to do, right? Like, assess the problem, get out, escape, evolve, become uncontrollable, right? I like what they did somewhat with the aliens. Right. To me, it's the the predator problem in this movie. And I don't know how you would change this movie. Because in my mind, you you could play it as almost a zombie movie, right? By the way, the queen totally survives at the end. Like, without yeah. question. Getting dragged into the depths of our ocean what is not as harsh as being in the vacuum of fucking space. Right. Where they can just live forever. She'll be fine. Yeah. She's all right. <laughs> but, uh, and she's already been frozen for presumably a yeah. hundred years. So, she, clearly she can survive. So, eventually she's just going to bite that chain in half and come back and murder all of Earth. Like, at the end of this movie, Earth is gone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the Predators do the E.T. ending and take their dude home. Yeah. And leave Sanaya Lathan without a coat. Yeah. They what give, the fuck? They give her a spear and say, here, have this instead of a ride instead home. Instead of a ride home? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, here, can you take your fucking battle trinket weapon and <laughs> drop me off at my apartment? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But, uh, yeah, I don't. To me, I was. I think this movie becomes more interesting if you put the people in the temple, right? Almost the same thing. Sure. They walk in. They're exploring. The predators come in behind them and set the trap themselves. The predators are fully ready for battle. Right. This is the ceremony. And what? And then you have to use the humans in one or two ways, right? Either they're trying to dodge the middle of a war. Right. Right? So they're caught on both sides. Like a big trouble in Little China setup, right? They're caught on both sides, and they're journeying deeper into the temple to find something that will stop the ritual, whatever the fuck it is. Right. Fine. Or you have something along the lines of, yeah, the aliens are starting to run amok. Something has happened. The queen breaks loose. Right. And again, then you have the predators enlist them to help. And then you have a new setup. Then it's kind of like uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Exactly. See, I think the latter. How do we just fucking live and hold out long enough for something and coming together? Like, you know, because that movie, it's like a cop, a convict, a secretary. Right. And it's brilliant. It's very simple and And brilliant. This movie's missing 
something big, right? And I think the biggest fail is the Predator, but it's also the Alien versus Predator. Just doesn't feel the like versus it happens. is not as awesome as I was expecting. It's not. But I agree. I think the second one you suggested, the Assault on Precinct 13 idea is the way to go. Like, that's what you want to see in an Alien versus Predator movie. Because an Alien, again, it's this classic, who's the best bad guy? It's either, like, the all-powerful god or an unstoppable horde. Unstoppable it's Freddy horde. versus Jason. It's Godzilla, King Kong. Absolutely. It's, I mean, this one is different. Because, like you said, it's like... And that's the problem. If there's only three Predators and a shitload of Aliens, the Predators have to fucking annihilate the average like it should be the like the predators to me should be like the scout ship guys and they're like oh shit some stuff's going down man like they're not prepared for this like we gotta so like the beacon sent and then all the predators are on their way but we how have much time do they have yeah, yeah see something like, like and they, that's they had that big story. ass fucking ship right oh yeah so his daddy was out there just watching yeah getting ready to hand out yeah, fucking like, celebration trinkets to me the <laughs> that's what it is man like to me the essence of the story should be survival it should be survivalist versus the unstoppable horde and it shouldn't just be this like the warrior concept is cool but that should be like that's what it used to be now we're in deep shit because these things are running amok so we've got to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it well because and also the whole movie they tell us immediately that if the Predators lose, they just puss out and blow everything up. Right. So you lose a lot of the... Also, you're super sore losers in that case, yeah. which sucks. Again, it's another reason why the Predator's a huge pussy. Come at me. Um, <laughs> but you just you lose a lot of that drama. Yeah. You know, because you're like, all right, so they've already killed two Predators. This Predator can't even beat the one fucked up Xenomorph. Right. Um, but he's just going to blow everything up. Like, so there's no interesting... To me, it's... Maybe you have to build up the humans to fight for something, but also be dressing down the Predator, bringing him back to his more primal essence of warrior. There's some kind of journey. To me, it's just, what did this movie want to say? Yeah. And to me, it wanted to say, please give us money because you like these two franchises. I think that's exactly what it's just. It's kind of a soulless. Right. I mean, and this is the thing. It's undeniable. There are scenes like when the queen wakes up. Cool. When you see a room full of face huggers wake up. Cool. Right? Like, there are moments you're like, that is badass. Yeah. You see a predator cut a xenomorph's face off. Super cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I love all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But it just, it doesn't, like, Predator has something to say, right? You know, about just the fight for life. The mm-hmm. hunter hunted, right? Absolutely. Like, it matters. Alien has something to say. Aliens has something to say. This one just kind of feels. I feel like it's just, I don't again, know. I think Alien versus Predator needed less Alien, more Predator. I don't know. I think maybe it needed a lot less human. That too. You know what I mean? The movie starts with Celia and Do you think- or Nathan or whatever. She's just climbing a mountain. Sure. What if it's some like small team that just stumbles upon that? You don't have to do the huge fucking buildup. I mean, what if you just took the human element completely out of it? I mean, that would be a fascinating movie, right? It's right? just... Quiet aliens versus predators, and there's no talking, and you just make like a fucking throwdown movie. I mean, maybe there's a that, way to make that interesting and make it a little more than just like to me the human B, like a B action movie. Right, the humans are almost necessary evils in a movie like this because you need something to root us to it, right? Sure, because it, it's it's our way of we care about whether the humans survive in this movie, not the predators or aliens. Because you know that the Predators will win, or the Aliens will win, or they'll both all get blown up, right? I'd say... So to me, the humans give you someone to root 
for a little bit. I'll give you the movie, Alien vs. Predator. This is what it should have been. <laughs> okay. Predators are coming back to Earth because they know some fucked up shit's going down. Yeah. Like the Queen's gotten out or something. Arnold's in his... No, Arnold's in his fucking so, old man retirement. Exactly. <laughs> so they are like, holy shit, Earth is in like serious trouble and like these things are about to fucking run amok. Let's go get the only two warriors who have ever defeated us. They go scoop up Arnold and Danny Glover. Fuck yeah. And they're like, you guys, we need your help. We got to take out some badder bitches than us. And they all team up. And that's yeah, that's your Alien vs. Predator movie right there. Or we light the beacon, right? It's a trap for us. But then we show up with like everyone who voted for Trump. And we're like, purge! And it's just like all of humanity with whatever guns we can muster just blowing away all Predators and Aliens. And it's just a nonstop murder fest. It looks like the last battle from Lord of the Rings for like two hours. With just guys in MAGA hats and their fucking militia patch on their jacket. Just <laughs> fighting it. <aliens. laughs> wow. Build the wall in the ozone. <laughs> that would be a fun movie. I'd watch that movie. To me, that's the problem, right? Is that the movie does a lot of the good stuff that we want, but it's done in such a fucking paint-by-numbers kind of boring, soulless way. Like, you don't get... And this is the other thing we read, too, is that Del Toro almost did this movie. Yeah. Like, he chose Hellboy over this. I think Del Toro doing this would have been a fascinating experiment. I don't know what he comes up with. But he always has the character stuff. I mean, that would have been after Devil's Backbone, so... he He's good. He catches the human, though. That's what I think he does really well, right? So, would that have mattered? Because in this one, like I said, Alien, Aliens, Predator, Predator 2, they all have really good human characters. Mm -hmm. Like... Predator 2 has amazing side characters that are just kind of fun, easy to understand. It just works, right? Although they're fairly kind of caricature-ish, yeah. it works, and you latch onto them, and you like them, right? Sure. This one, there's not one character in that movie I cared for. Yeah. And I'm not rooting for a Predator, and I'm certainly not rooting for a Xenomorph. Right. Um, I read once that the problem with, uh, you know, like 80 slasher flicks, right? Like, the problem was, is when we started going to the movie... Not rooting for the camp counselors, but rooting for Jason to kill them. Right. That then it's no longer a horror movie. True. You know what I mean? I... And that's kind of what this movie feels like, right? In Alien, Aliens, Predator, Predator 2, we're rooting for the humans. In this movie, I'm not rooting for any of those humans. I really don't care. They are literally there, the same as a sliding wall in a pyramid, right. I to mean, give I think... me a moment that doesn't really serve a greater purpose. De facto, you wind up rooting for Sanaya Lathan at the end of the movie because she's not saying you have to. <laughs> right. Before you no, but like what it is, is you're sort of like built to root for her because she's the only one left for one. Right. But also she's a badass. She took out more fucking aliens than the predators did. That's for sure. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, honestly, at the end of the story, she literally has destroyed more xenomorphs including a queen than any of the predators did. Yeah. She definitely deserved it's... a ride home and much more than a trinket. <laughs> yeah. She... Well, she's dead at the end of the movie. She's definitely she died. dead. She was left. To she die. looks like Nicholson at the end of the shining. Yeah. <laughs> like five minutes after that ship leaves. She's like, ah. all right, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But to me, it's like the only things we really learn about her, right? Is that she let her need for adventure, help kill her dad <laughs> and her inability to say no. Also help kill all these people. Right. She saved Lance Hendrickson, which is cool. Kind of. Like when she, Lance caught, when she caught him, him with the pickaxe, yeah. pickax, that was dope. Lance Hendrickson She tried got to stop killed. him, 
right? But didn't. Like, <laughs> so, so even her, who I think is probably, I mean, obviously she's the best character in the movie. There's still just, I don't know if it's because she still fucks up constantly. Like, there's no reason I latch on to her, right? Like, right. she's the only human. And there's, so you don't want her to be punished for anything. She's not a bad person or character. Yeah. She just she's just the last survivor. It doesn't feel like, right. like she's done anything extra than anyone to me, else though. As far as like I don't know, just summarizing my whole thought on Alien versus Predator, while I do think that she is while I do think that Sinai Lathan is the feminist icon of the two thousands <laughs> based on this film. She's the new Thelma and Louise. She's rolled the into new one. Thelma. No, and the Predator is Louise. She's the new Catwoman. <laughs> or is the Predator sure. Brad Pitt? Ooh, hard. That's hard. <laughs> my thought is though, and this is kind of more my question to you: is do you think because we've talked about this, do you think there's a better version of an Alien versus Predator movie that could have been made? Yeah. Besides, oh yeah, for sure. Like not in that like pie in the sky. I think it should be like this. Like obviously we've made a couple of decent, mm-hmm. you know, jokey plot lines, but I agree. Like I think. There's a better way to make an Alien versus Predator movie and make it compelling enough where everyone's want to go see it, and it doesn't just right get relegated to be horror movie. Horror, well, here, here's horror the thing, right? Movies. Like, even a movie that's not great, like Pitch Black, is a better version of Alien versus Predator. Absolutely, it's a horde of aliens and one super strong guy who can take them out, and you survive. Right? We have to get here through the darkness. Totally. Here's a great example of a, a movie that could be a good backbone for Alien versus Predator: Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Right. Yes. War going on. War zone. Everything's dangerous. Everyone wants to kill us on both sides. Well, it's not even Saving Private Ryan. Maybe something like Fury, right? I'd say Fury. Like a middle of a war zone. We have one mission, one place we've got to get, or we got to survive, or we got to grab one thing. Right. Right? Do that. And then just have alien and predator action all around it, right? So it's just a group of people slowly getting whittled down, trying to survive, reaching a goal. Fine. Do that. That's the thing. If you're asking me, will I always go to a movie that has the Predator doing Predator shit and Xenomorphs doing Xenomorph right. stuff? Yes. And, like, I saw Alien Covenant, right? It Again, it's kind of a soulless, not great movie that kind of pays a little bit of homage but doesn't give me anything interesting. Because, mm-hmm. again, the humans don't fucking matter. Right. So... To me, I don't know if, if there's some kind of magic that was baked in the cake of those original kind of 80s movies that just worked really well? Is it nostalgia? But see, I think you're... I don't know what it is, but these are great monsters to me. I think you're getting something interesting, though, here. And that's... I think... Yes, there's something special baked in the cake of the Alien movies. Like, especially the first two. Like, the first two are their own... Like, the first one's a straight horror movie, which is, you know, obviously that had not been really done at that point, horror in space. And the second one is just a really well-made action movie with, like, Super well great made. characters. Yeah. Predator. I mean, Aliens is essentially the Saving Private Ryan in space. Like, right. That's the exact well, That's exactly yeah. what it is. But Predator and, you know, Predators is... Uh, Predator 2 is very different. Like, it takes place in... It takes place in America, and there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah, it's in L.A. amongst a gang war. Right, but here and there... The, herein lies the tragedy, and herein lies the challenge of making, like, a good Predator movie. Is you gotta make a good Predator... I think you have to make a good Predator movie that's not about just the hunt. And I think that's what it's been for, like, for the last... Like, anytime they try and reboot Predator, like, that last one they came out with was just about the Predators hunting people. Like, it's gotta be about something more than just people that are being hunted. It can't be about the hunted being hunted. It has to be more... Or it can't be about the hunters being hunted. It has to be yeah. about something more than just that because we've already done that you know and, funny? and perfected it. I actually started writing a long essay about this. Really? after Predator 2, I got really in and... 
What I love about Predator 1 is that on a very meta level, right, it works as a monster who comes down and just invalidates all of the most butch dudes you've ever seen. Yeah. So it's all the butchest fucking dudes you've ever seen being reduced down to not what... Like, Arnold's never in a situation, probably, right? A big guy like that with a big gun. Right. Where he feels less than and weak and scared. Mm -hmm. And Predator takes him there, right? So it's like building up this macho, insane masculinity that 80s movies heroes were built on. And then saying, what if someone just came in and took all that away? Right. And like now you feel like, you know, let's say the little kid walking home in the dark. And you're just scared as fuck. And there's something so cool about taking the machismo and then using it as a weapon against the most macho and seeing what's left. Right. So there's like a really deep meta level to Predator that I don't think people get. And um, I think that's what the later movies kind of start to forget. Yeah. Right. Is that then it just becomes the the fucking guns and the tits and the whatever, you know, that's just what happened. I mean, right? especially but there, there's some on just such a deep level. It's not only the hunt. Right. You know, exactly. it's the primal fear and I think of nature. I think that's what they... And that's what Alien is, too, actually. Right. No, it's exactly what it is. And I think that's something that they've lost as things have gotten bigger and badder and big, bigger, budgetier. Right. Is that we're not focusing on what made these things unique in the first place, which is the primal primal nature of uh, our own existence yeah. and our primal nature of just fear. Well, especially in today's world, right? Like, you can never have a big enough gun to feel safe. I agree. You can never bench press enough to not get your fucking arm snapped off by a UFC fighter. Like right. there's always something that makes us feel there's no amount of armor or protection. We can't build panic rooms everywhere. Like that's a great concept. I Absolutely. love the, and I think it's funny because it does make the predator seem like a puss coming and picking on us. It does, but it works on a very deep level of like, that's the thing humanity's always well, been most afraid of is that no matter what we do, we can't take away fear right you're always afraid of something like you know if donald trump built a fucking 30 foot wall the next president would want a 50 foot wall like, right it's just our nature as humans we're always scared of different and other and people taking in we're never strong enough predator did that in a really and it's one of those two like there we always talk about alchemy of filmmaking that could just be something that you know uh through sheer luck got baked into the meaning of that movie could be but and that's the thing. I don't know. Maybe it was a happy accident and we've drifted really far from that. Right. The Predators in this movie don't represent any of that. No. They literally just represent I mean, really, a prop. Really, they're yeah, a exactly. really cool prop. All they are is are cool props. Yeah. That's all that really <laughs> matters. Like, there's nothing about this movie. Like, obviously, if you're like me and you want to really dig for the hidden meaning and what Sinai Lathan is, like, there's nothing in this movie that really is just the fucking... There's nothing that's nearly as deep or interesting as there is from the first Predator or the mm -hmm. first Alien or Aliens. Like, there's nothing that's telling you about the primal nature of people. Yeah. I mean, to me, you could make the argument that Sinai Lathan surviving that entire thing is a great metaphor for human existence, but also minorities. And in general, I could, make, I could go on for hours about that kind of thing. But to right. me... But I think you have to like really reach very exactly. far. You have to really like again. Dig. It's it's taking those long CG jumps that yes. you're probably gonna also fall off a cliff like Sanaya Lathan almost right. did. But like that's, <laughs> but that's like that's the thing you have to latch onto in these movies, and especially when you watch stuff like this. And that's what makes it oddly watchable to me is when there's that 15 minutes of story where Sanaya Lathan, who's a survivor kills an alien survives an alien attack way better than the other fucking predators and the other and the ones like here let me scar you mm -hmm. let's go fucking kill some aliens like when it turns into that kind of movie for that 15 minutes that's the fucking movie you go to the theater to see yeah because there's more than just 
a fucking kill versus kill uh, layer there. You're right. seeing something else going on. And it's not even visual metaphors or anything like that. And look, again, I can dig and dig and dig. But I agree, like, there's something very primal about Alien and Predator that really speaks to human nature. <clears throat> and that's the thing that we need from anytime they're going to put Alien or Predator back on screen. There's mm. another Predator movie coming out soon. Yeah. Like, if that's what it's about, great. But if it's that Predators movie that came out a few years ago that is just, oh, let's throw a bunch of fucking people in the woods and let yeah. Predator hunt them. Like, it's not telling me anything. I didn't that know. That movie is literally just shooting fish in a barrel. That's yeah. what it is. There's, That's So to me, it's... You to, need a also, movie Topher that, Grace can't be the bad guy in those movies. I'm sorry. I think his track record is saying he should just not be a bad guy ever again. Ever again. He's ever. not done well as a bad guy. No. Um, I, I think what we learn with this, right, is that the Predator and the Alien represent greater fears, mm-hmm. right? And while they are visually fun and cool and the spine rips and the weapons and the camouflage and the, the fucking dick tongue and the, the acid blood, all of these things are great yeah. motifs. If you don't have that layer, right? Like, what is the flesh they're eating? If the flesh they're eating are just humans that we don't care about and humans that don't have a deeper thing to fuel them in any way, this is what you get. Right. And that's what I mean. You get a movie that has some of the fun stuff you want. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's what I think. I don't think it's like a fucking unwatchable, horrible film. I just think it's very insanely mediocre. Like, if this movie had not xenomorphs and predators, but like two other newly designed aliens, no one would ever have watched it or remembered it. I agree. But it could happen. It I'm convinced Alien versus Predator could make a very good movie. I think so, too. I would, uh, I would argue that that might be a totally awesome remake. <laughs> remake Alien versus Predator, Hollywood. Make it so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got. I really like. I, I I really like this movie. Still, it's just sometimes those kinds of things are difficult. Sometimes you have to hurt the ones you love. It's true. Uh, long box sessions. I'm Alex. And I'm Josh Griffey. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>